you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by none other than Bevel. Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed for people with coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Bevel is the bomb-ass razor that's been supporting us since day one. And Bevel is the bomb-ass razor that's going to change your life if you haven't gotten one already. So don't forget that you need to go on ahead and get you a Bevel today by going to getbevel.com slash friendzone, and you're going to get your first month free with your Bevel subscription. That's right. Get your Bevel today at getbevel.com slash friendzone, and you're going to get your first month of your Bevel subscription for free. Don't be dumb when it comes to your skin. Start shaving smarter today with Bevel. Now that's a major key. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. The friend zone. See, no. even even you just said no. Okay, okay, that's the that's the freestyle right there. No. 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 No, 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 the answer is no, no, I'm not doing it this week, no, I don't sound like friend, no, but I'm riding the beat, cause no is what I say to fake assholes, I mean every day, cause they don't listen to the friend zone, so I gotta put down my cell phone and say, hey bitch, why you not listening, we trying to make sure your brain's not must again, we got you the ninja tools to get you right, so you don't look like a fool, hey Dustin, it's time to take them to school, so let me take the beat, and you can show them what to do, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. 85 degrees and in the NYC. I wore shorts today because I'm the D-U-S-T, huh? I felt like myself. Walked out of the crib and looked over to the left. I said, hey, motherfucker, how you doing? What's happening? The motherfucker said, shit, just capping. Talking about this nigga in these dirty-ass shoes. I said, damn, nigga, you were so rude. I said, if it was me, I have an attitude. I said, if it was me, I would have made your mover like my rhymes do every week. Because, you know, your feet don't stink. Because, you know, that feet are thing for me. I will Kick you out the C-I-I to the B, huh? I don't play that bullshit. You come to me, come correct, I'm gonna get the fuck get, huh? I rap like I'm from the South, I'm from the North, I'm a Yankee, huh? Look at my style, of course I got style and flow. Debonair too, passionate on the weekends, ooh, ooh. I ain't been got A's in school, I ain't never been nobody's fool. I got a mama that work full time. I got a daddy that taught me how to rhyme. I got a sister that bust that grind. I got a brother said, do it on time. 
time Always be about your no. word, nigga And keep it real, nigga And if they talk no. that shit Go ahead and pull the trigger I ain't talking no. about violence Cause that shit is crazy I'm just no. talking about What the fuck Damon paid me, huh? No <laughs> Yeah No That's what it is See, thank you, friend For starting off with your note <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to learn Shout you Shout out one. to Francesca. I'm you <laughs> you think you're going to tell me no? I'm going to tell you yes. Shout out to Francesca. See, that's a lesson oh. right there. That's a lesson for how you turn a... Okay. You turn lemon into lemonade. Yeah, I was okay. about to say turn it on to a yes. Plug your mincies with the that. pages. What did she say she did? <laughs> Remember on Lemonade? <laughs> lemonade was the shit. Everybody Listen. that was hating on Lemonade talking about... I ain't know what was going on. Well, maybe you should have been a little smarter. For sure. Because I grasped it all. What I did mess up was I thought that... Yeah, I thought that she was going to get divorced because when she did Sorry and it got to the <laughs> to the left of note in the hallway part, which is like my favorite thing in that the world. Some, some well, when she said me and my wardies finna stroll up, I thought she said me and my lawyers. Oh. So I looked at my sister like, oh my God, they getting a fucking divorce. I thought that was like it. <laughs> And then uh, she was like, lawyer. she was like, they didn't say lawyers, Dustin. I'm like, damn. So Shit, that would have been fucked up. But yeah, you got to make lemonade out of your lemons unless they got them bruises and knots. Because some people be having them old ass lemons on the counter looking like they got varicose veins and shit. Mm. And thinking you on talking about some, you want some lemon with your water. I'm questioning the water at this point. <laughs> shit. Okay, that lemon definitely not going to save that water if it's looking like that. Right. I got to go make water. Speaking of making water... So how are you guys? First of all, before we start, thank you, Chicago. Shaw City. Chicago. We just getting back. Oh, we had such our a live blast. show. They were so awesome. It was really, really great energy. It was. Chicago was amazing. Shout out to everybody that was in the building. They came and contributed. Everybody made it really, really special. Yes. I had family and very close friends in the house that night. Yes, so it was yes. awesome. Yes. It was really good. So shout out to Chicago. You are such a lovely miss. Right? Absolutely. And so all much the great love. questions. And of course, DC. Coming up, coming up, up coming up, DC. coming up. DC, go, go. <laughs> Saturday, December 3rd, we will be in the building. Check out tickets at thefriendzonelive.com. Grab yours if you haven't already. And now let's move on. To the show. Anything you guys want to say before we start? Gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> I um, thought you were pause drag race early. Sorry. No, I don't want to say nothing but vote for Hillary. That's all. <laughs> Go and ahead. it's very important to say that. You got to vote for Hillary, dog. I mean, it's really... Because uh, what else you going to do? You do Anybody to. else you vote for, like the other people can't win... And the other nigga, he just, we cannot let no, that happen. So absolutely. you got to vote for ASAP it's Hillary. coming up soon. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of crazy the way that October is flying. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you guys don't have any stories to share, we can get <laughs> into. <laughs> Friend said, I'm not putting up with your bullshit tonight. No. no I'm right. Right. Friend said, you know. none of that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm not tonight, damn it. I'll let, you, I'll let you fuckers get away with it. No. <laughs> Enough is enough. Hey, okay. is enough. Enough is enough. Shout out to Thick of It. Get Mary J. Blige's new single available on Tidal, iTunes, everywhere. Shout out Mary J. Blige. And yes, I have seen the video from Tammy Roman's Instagram where she said that, you know, she don't play that shit about Mary J. Blige. And I can honestly say that I never thought I would say that I have something in common with Tammy Roman, oh, but yeah? I do. Oh, she sound like you? Yep, she's a diehard yes. Mary J. Blige fan just like me. So, Tammy, girl, 
I feel you, honey. I hear that. I miss that. Hey. I said, well, she must have got her oil <laughs> changed. She board. running right. She doing good. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be my homework. <laughs> yep. So, on last week's show, we got into the controversial conversation about Nate Parker and discussed, is there a way to redeem yourself after participating in destructive behavior against others, against yourself? Can you come back from that? Can you not? A lot of you had amazing things to say. And I will say this, even people that disagreed with a lot of the things that we said, I want to thank you for disagreeing respectfully. I noticed that on SoundCloud there was literally no one who came out of pocket. Everyone spoke and said, didn't like you know the opinions you guys shared, or I did or I didn't, but you stated your opinion, and it was that. And I thought yes. that was great. That kind of made me excited. I was like, wait a minute. Are we creating yes. a community of thinkers? We all, that we're speak? all getting used to each other. Shit, I love something. that. They're kind of really like, because I'm not on this show to be right. I'm just on this show for us to think. So I really love that you guys shared your perspectives with respect. So with that being said, who stood out to you guys, Asante? Well, I have Kelsey here that wrote into the emails. Grammar. You know, I don't know what to do with those sauce salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. We don't speak. You know what? Going back to last week, we don't speak of Kelsey Grammar after what he did to Camille. Okay? I watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Kelsey also produced Girlfriends. My wow. Well, you know, I haven't. Wait, what did he do to Camille? You know, his, ex- his ex-wife, you know how he, like, screwed her and shit while she was on the show? Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't catch none of that. I don't really care about her and them no way. I don't really care about <laughs> girlfriends no more. I don't see it in syndication no way. It was great for his time. Anyway, <laughs> no, not Kelsey Grammer. Uh, after listening, this email, pardon me as I'm getting far off track. This email says, after listening to your podcast last week, I had thoughts. I went to see Birth of a Nation a few weeks ago for free at a screening as I work in media. I had no expectations going in and was still disappointed with the execution of the film. Now, I'm very capable of separating the art from the artist, especially because I'm usually also supporting the supporting cast. For example, Bill Cosby is most likely a creep, but I will never let down my auntie Felicia Rashad because of his foolery, and therefore, I will continue to watch reruns of The Cosby Show and even purchase the DVDs. That said, this film just wasn't great in my humble opinion. I mean, it was fine, I guess, but you know the dumb flick, not another teen movie? This was not another slave movie for me. The acting was okay, not stellar, and <clears throat> the pacing was just off. So um, just to interrupt the email, this person goes on to like uh, critique the movie and basically the movie wasn't all that. And they talk about how it's only like 15 minutes of war in this two-hour movie. So I just wanted to read that because it just went to show that the movie was not that good from what people had been telling me and all this controversy was going on. And I wasn't saying that to say that I think that the movie is bad. It's just that sometimes people will judge things and they don't even get to see it. And like in this particular case, as far as my opinion was going last week, it was really just dealing with the the topic of Birth of a Nation. I really don't care about Nate Parker or the movie, but I just thought it was really, um, I just thought it was really interesting that we go so hard for some of these things before we know what value they're going to hold to us. And this person, luckily, they went into it not having an opinion, and they weren't really that pleased about it. But somebody might go real hard for this, you know, not wanting to see it or seeing it, and then the movie not even be that good to them, you know. So I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was interesting to me. Sir Dustin, what stood out to you on the Twitter street? Hey, y'all, because y'all know that's where I be at. <laughs> okay. Um, so I would like to say that there were several tweets that made me 
um, smile, laugh, feel some kind of way, all that shit this week. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Oliver Willis, whose Twitter handle is O Willis. Um, he tweeted uh, Rudy Giuliani, Rudy, excuse me, Rudy um, Fossil Tooth Giuliani. Uh, just now, his quote where he said, "I don't remember seeing Hillary Clinton on 9/11." And then he added pictures that literally show Rudy Giuliani and Hillary Clinton side by side walking the streets of oh New York gosh. City on 9-11 with face masks on. So shout out to him for telling wow. that truth. Wow. Okay. <laughs> telling that truth. Shout out to Tenaciously Sassy at Vivacious Jewels with a Z who said that she was wearing her friend's own pod on a Petty Note t-shirt to close on her house. And hey. she said that the three of us are so inspiring. So shout out to her for closing on her new home. Hey. Okay. Wow. And wearing her on a Petty Note t-shirt to do it. Congratulations on becoming a homeowner. I got real ethnic when I read it. I was like, I know that's right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I also want to say shout out to at I-M-R-A-N-D-I-N-I-C-O-L-E Randy B-O-M-B. Mm-hmm. So it's at I am Randy Nicole. It's at I'm Randy Nicole who tweeted. This is a good one, you guys. When you're listening to the friend zone and Dustin cusses and my two-year-old says, oh, no, don't say that, Dustin, I'm hollering. Oh, Isn't that the cutest oh, thing in the world, so right? <laughs> that is so cute. So shout out to her. Um, and that's what's going on don't in these Twitter sheets that, right now. Don't say that, Dustin. should be saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And shout out to the young lady who was at a Chicago <laughs> show who had her mother with her. And before we started the show, I went up to her mom and I was like, listen, I just want you to know, you know, I, I was raised a certain way and I don't talk, you know, inappropriately in front of my elders. And I have the utmost respect and I would never, you know, do and say things like that in front of you. But I'm going to say a couple bad words tonight. And I don't want you to be offended. And she, after the show, she came up to me and thanked me for saying that to her. And Aww. she told me that she had the time of her life. And she told me to keep cussing because I was funny. <laughs> that was nice I of her. I saw her in the front row dying laughing. Yeah, <laughs> she was so nice. <laughs> for me, I am going to pick Sherry Rouse um, on SoundCloud. And Sherry said, since when is Oprah God? Why does Nate Parker have to go on her show if he feels like he's standing in his truth? Hmm. hmm. So I definitely, obviously, that stood out because we brought Oprah up right. last week saying that we think if he was on the comeback trail, that one of the first stops on that trail is to stop at the friend zone. Well, well, you know, when I, because I, I read that too, and I read that thinking, because a lot of people do like say, like, you know, since when was Oprah that person, or when was, you know, there are certain black figures that people, not us per se, but there are people, they're known in the community. So one might even go as far, and I'm not saying this for me, to say that Steve Harvey would be one of those. Um, I, I said, because you know, because he's mainstream with white people, but it's so easy to do that likeable. nowadays. People don't actually look at resume, how long Oprah was around, how she was the first to break this ground, and how that's why she's so trusted and she's the source, and why people look to her for that. And that's why if Nate Parker or even Chris Brown at his time went on there, it would have made such a difference or it would have made a difference of sorts. I'm not saying it would have actually made or broke the case, but I'm sure it would have swayed a little bit differently than how it's gone today. Right, just because your ass don't like Oprah. Shit, I like Oprah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you're right. Oprah's not God. And if he's standing in his truth and he feels that he doesn't have to explain to nobody, hey, that's exactly what he chose. You know, right? he did exactly that. But that's what we are now. Right, in my opinion, Oprah is someone with so much depth, and she has a way... 
to really like tap into you as a person. She has a lot of emotional intelligence and her conversations are usually pretty profound. And she, I think if you are someone who is trying to figure out a way to talk about something that was this tragic, regardless of if he did it or not, I think she's a great person to pull the layers of those conversations with. Because the reality is, He's in Hollywood. He's on TV. He's in movies. This is his town. And if he wants to continue, there are gatekeepers. That's just how it works. It's a game that you have to be willing to participate in for the long run. And I think Oprah is a great gatekeeper to align with. I mean, that's what I think. I think that Oprah is um, someone who is respected by a lot of different types and groups of people. Yeah. And I think that she is, in this current state of her being Oprah, kind of unapologetically black. Yeah, Oprah has gone too. back and made some changes in her. I remember she was staunchly against, like, just rappers and rap artists in general. And then she became, like, personal friends with Jay-Z, and she had Jay-Z and Ludacris and all these other rappers on her show, and she's been photographed with, with all kinds of rappers. You know what I mean? She has the own network that has a, a damn reality show with Evelyn Hurl a champagne bottle, Lozada. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do the Loyalty. Heisman with a champagne bottle. You know what I'm saying? Oprah has made some changes and, and she's been very vocal about it, about certain things. And and we like Oprah. We like her because she's real. And the fact that she's made those changes and the fact that she does things differently speaks even further to that. And I don't understand why, just because you don't like Oprah, we can't say we wish Nate Parker would have went on the show. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> so <clears throat> if you didn't get a chance to check out the SoundCloud comments, please do. Like I said, there were a lot of really amazing perspectives, a lot of amazing opinions. couple shitty ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just couple kidding. couple spammy ones. <laughs> right. Yeah, a lot of sex spam. Okay. Somebody is horny. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's so funny that y'all saw Out of that. all of the shit to spam, it's, it's just all, call me, bitch. Like, right. I turned my like, head. I, I covered my own eyes real quick. I was like, ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the spam on SoundCloud, but... <laughs> <laughs> right, but let's jump into this week's show now. <clears throat> so, the the word of the year <laughs> on the interwebs has been fly out. The word <laughs> fly out. Sorry, that's what the word I wanted my word of the year to be. The word problematic, and we've had a couple of episodes uh, surrounding this topic. We've done the call out culture one. I mean, this recent one with Nate Parker was about him being problematic. Um, I, I didn't know he was a Republican. <laughs> I forget what other uh, episodes we've had, but we've had quite a few. But we wanted to touch on the past this time around instead of focusing Why on what's happening. Why you to talk about old shit? <laughs> <laughs> instead of focusing on 2016, we wanted to take a look back at the things that we enjoyed so much back in the day before, you know, digital woke digital wokeness <laughs> and and the things that now wouldn't fly shows music videos artists people things that back in the day we happily supported and if they were to be out now we'd probably be crucified or we'd have to enjoy them in the privacy of our own homes yeah <laughs> so so let's jump into it you want to start with tv yeah let's start with tv let's start with tv um let's see well can i ask a question mm-hmm so, you know, now how we have, like, <laughs> I'm only saying this because we're coming up on Halloween and the fact that this bitch got a scary movie. Like, Medea, 
<laughs> do you think and and for those listening, I am a gay man. I know that there are differences between because you know somebody's gonna be like, oh, that's not the same, like between drag and cross dress and all this stuff, but. Do you think that Martin Lawrence would have been able to do Shanae like today or like have even been able to open the doors for a Medea? Like, yes. Yeah, you think they still yep. would have let Medea fly? I mean, because, um, and the only reason I say yes is because Flip Wilson had a very, very popular character that he played called Geraldine. And that was back in what, like the late 60s or the 60s? Right mm-hmm. when Flip Wilson did Geraldine, and he like literally like he made his voice high and said something like, uh, Show not, honey, or something like that, you right? Know? But like, and that was popular, and and they ate it up back when it wasn't even okay to be black, let alone a goddamn black man in a wig. So Medea would have been around. It's Medea. White people love Medea. But, do you but think is Medea viewed as problematic now? Like people have a problem yeah, with it. Really? <laughs> I I miss those thing pieces. What are people cool. saying? And oh, okay. I see. Outside of that, it, it's <laughs> that's all it took. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> Got it. But and, and that's interesting too, though, because just because things were like okay, even in the sixties, though, if you look at some of those things today, like what they let those fall, like Woodstock, prime example. They was fucking on the lawn in Woodstock and everything, like just right there out in the open. Oh you know what I'm saying? You Meanwhile, know, we trying to hide our. Um, Unmentionables during Afro Punk, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, right. <Barely>. Okay, <laughs> but it just goes Barely. to show you, you know what I mean? They were having all kinds of unprotected wild sex, and it was like considered free love back then. You know what I'm saying? And then they started, you know, it started stinging when they would go pee and shit. And they're like, uh oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay. And next thing you know, they're getting and shots in their 54. ass cheeks and shit. You know what Studio I'm saying? 54. Yeah. So things changed. There was a lot of stuff that people didn't know there was going to be certain consequences for. Lots of stuff, lots of views, things that were funny. Sanford and Son is one of my all-time favorite sitcoms. And I, a lot of my, com- my, my style of comedy, I guess, comes from my exposure to those sitcoms. But Fred Sanford would say things like to his Asian na- neighbor, like, you know what I'm saying? Don't get the he, his Asian neighbor had complimented him on his jacket, and he was like, "Well, don't get no rice on my coat." <gasps> yeah, like he would say things oh, like that. that. Not- you yeah, know what that, I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like today, if if this stuff like that was happening today, and they were like think piece and all this, these things, like I, mean, I could see like a think piece on Shanae today, and how inappropriate that would be for reasons of per se cooning or cross-dressing communities and cis this and all that. Like, I don't think, like, I think that certain things would still be funny today if they were aired today or, or things like that. But at the same time, I think of the minute things hit the internet or hit any sort of stream, the in- somebody always runs to the internet and is like, wait, there's a problem with this. Like, every time. Like, I can just imagine, like, let's say Kevin Hart decided he wanted to put out a new series and it would be funny as fuck and there's like, a cross-dressing character that decides that they're Asian when they cross-dress. Do you know how people would, like, just go off, like, all the different communities that would come out of nowhere? Outside of the obvious ones, I feel like a new community would just make itself up the way they make up these terms on Tumblr and stuff. Like, how we have... I know everybody needs a voice and we need to label a bunch of things, but it's like the more, the more that we look in, the more that these people, like, come out of the wet work to, to complain about something. Not complain. It's more of a... 
we don't have these conversations and the more that we open them up, more doors open and it's like floodgates. So then we start to become distracted. That's why people do, oh, we're focusing on black lives. So let's just say all lives matter because there's all these different ones. Well, it's like you've just opened up floodgates for all of the lives and all the shit going on. But we're talking about this one because this is our problem. And that's why we're saying this now. So that's why when stuff happens problematically and people just come out of nowhere and say, oh, this is a problem. It's like it's not always like, oh, it kind of goes back into inclusion. It's not always about trying to include everybody when you're telling these stories or even going against other people. Well, and that and that therein you have a whole new issue, right? People take a lot of risks when it comes to being politically correct <laughs> when they're making like comedy and things that you joke about for years. Like I just said, Flip Wilson was doing that shit back in the '60s. People have always taken risks and and gone in in mur- you know mur- muddy, murky waters, you know, when it came to political correctness because you could always fall back on the fact that it was a joke. It's comedy, mm-hmm. right? And so. Because there's always been a space for that, for those oddities, I guess you would say, in comedy. Now, because we're in a society where, like you just brought up the point of inclusion, now there's things, there's areas in in dramatic roles and in in dramatic scripted roles where they're including different demographics and different controversial types of people. And so it's making it's making people now feel like you have to include everybody in everything because there's been this shift of instead of before everything was just a joke. Now that it's included in serious things and in dramatic roles, people are forced to look at certain shit and take it seriously that's why everybody hates the fact that you know there's gay people on empire like beanie siegel was on um on on the breakfast club and that kind of hurt my feelings because i'm a beanie siegel fan and to see him sit up there and just be like blatantly homophobic on the breakfast club that kind of fucked me up but then i kept looking at him and i was like but he kind of looks like when you put a blunt out you know like when you when you pull a blunt and it pulls too hard on one side (laughs) So the edge is hanging off. So when you put it out, it curls up Do and smashes flat. they call it when it's on a blunt too? That's it's what canoeing. he looks like. And so I didn't care anymore because I was like, well, look at him. He literally looked like somebody didn't suck the life out of him. He looked like somebody put a fly, like some fly paper, <laughs> vinegar, you know what I'm saying? And, and red rock salt, river salt on his asshole and just yanked salt. it off. Yeah. And just sucked all the life out of him. That's, that's what he looked like. that's like sex in the city. I love Sex in the City. Like, there are not mm. very many shows that I, like, obsessed over when I was younger. But that one, like, my best friend bought me the box set. The Pink Sway one? Yes, you have it too. Okay, so who are you? <laughs> I mean... Or, you, if, I okay, mean, if, you're a, a, if you're a combination of, what would the ratio be? I mean, I guess I would probably be like Carrie. You are exactly right? like Carrie. <laughs> I don't, because I wasn't Miranda or Samantha or anything. Or Charlotte. I used to be a Charlotte. Yeah, I'd probably be Carrie because I love clothes. First of all, her crazy, quirky style. And then her crazy relationships. I was always some mess after mess after mess. Then getting married, not getting married. Just, yeah, familiar. So (laughs) I'm John James Preston. I am. I, I have always felt like I was Mr. Big. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I was about to say Carrie. Carrie. Damn. <laughs> go, go ahead, Carrie. Go ahead, Carrie. <laughs> but that show would be problematic. Just like, um, what was it? Girls on HBO. Oh, yeah. Who was supposed oh, to kind of like the modern twist kind of of, oh, of um, Sex and the City was problematic because they hire you in Brooklyn and there aren't any black characters 
no black stories. Even the extras on the street, like you're just in a white Brooklyn, like not possible. White ass Brooklyn neighborhood. So I understand how Sex in the City would not fly at this point because they literally developed nothing but white characters on that show. But I really love that show. And I was never offended. I was not offended. So that's what I wonder. Like, do you think being woke, is that helping us? Is it just that now people can't get away with not including and not focusing on details and not, you know, like it's, it's one would think, yeah, it's hard though, because then now we're so sensitive that like everything is problematic and it's so stressful and everything's negative, everything's a problem. But is it also just making people have to work a little harder to, to make smarter content? So do you yes. think it could work? It's actually advantageous in a way. I do, but that shit still gets on my nerves. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially when you're not trying to offend nobody or yep. you know demean a whole group of motherfucking people, but you want to crack this joke that is not even like racially offensive or anything to a group of people, but you just know that somebody is going to show up and say, ah, you're wrong, motherfucker, because that's what I lived and you saying I ain't shit when you really weren't even talking about right. that circle. Nothing. You Most know what I'm people saying? Start projecting. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's it's a it's just it's so bittersweet. It's a double edged sword. It's a double edged <laughs> sword. I know Crystal was pointing out the other day that one of her favorite parts of Issa Rae's new show Insecure on HBO is that how focused on the details there are. Like you'll notice in the first episode, there was an Asian male teacher. Mm-hmm. How often do you see that? You know what I mean? And then all in, the time. And it, <laughs> Well, not on TV. Oh, I was going to talk about a subject. <laughs> no. And then... And See, then, I'm being problematic. <laughs> you're a problematic fave. But then... It's to the second power. No, I'm just... Okay, somebody never mind. You, Squared. Right. <laughs> no, but then in the, office, in the office scenes with Molly, you usually see the CEO is a man. But in her office, the CEO is like a woman. And then Friend, the, where was Crystal talking about that? Right? Good plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On our podcast for oh, the show called oh, Insecurity. Oh, and how's that spelled now, friend? <laughs> Wait. I-N-S-E-C. <laughs> we have to, like, see it. You are. Insecurity. Tea like the drinking tea. That's right. Oh, okay. Right? And now that's a podcast, you say? <laughs> and, and, and where can they find it? Everywhere. <laughs> you can find it, it on iTunes. So definitely check it out everywhere. But I was saying that Crystal was pointing out how they did a lot of gender switching, you know, and just focusing on a more inclusion. And I did notice that. And it is really nice when you see that an effort is being made. So while I can see that it is kind of frustrating sometimes because it feels like the Internet is never satisfied. Like Mm. they find a problem in absolutely everything and it can get tiring and kind of draining. But then when you see on a show like Issa's how beautiful it is when everyone is included, then you're kind of like, okay, I get it. You and know, it's I get smart it. ways, too. Yeah, and I, and I see the, the, the beauty in it. Because I honestly, I didn't really even notice. It was Crystal that pointed all the different scenes out. And I was like, wow, yeah, you're right. And I think it's cool that an effort like that was made. So now how about TV shows? Well, not TV shows, but movies. I know, like, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Did you ever mm-hmm. watch that? When I was younger, I found that movie super cute. I did, too. Do you remember her neighbor, the Asian man? And it was Mickey, Ro- Mickey Rooney, I think his name was. It's like a famous white comedian. And he was playing an Asian man. It was so 
problematic. <laughs> like every time. And the thing is, when I was younger, I did not notice. But as I I watched it, I think like last year, and there was a shot where he was like eating rice and like yelling at her through the through the walls. And I was sitting there mortified. <laughs> I was like, how did I not notice this? See, that's wow. terrible, wow. man. That don't, that don't make no damn I mean, sense. Wow. <laughs> Do you have y'all seen it? Yeah. Don't you forget about it. I used to live in. <laughs> yeah, I have seen it. But I'm going to tell you something, right? <laughs> Movies, very problematic. The Breakfast Club, one of my favorite oh. movies of all time. Everybody that knows me knows I love all those. Wait, what was problematic about it? They was in detention. Now you can't have a movie about some shit like that because people will get on in your mentions. And you telling us these motherfucking kids it's okay to sit up in detention all goddamn Saturday. <laughs> and you're not. You just made a really cool movie about a bunch of kids having adventure day in detention. Right. You can't do nothing no more. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> the Ten real. Commandments. Can't watch that. Why? It's about the Bible. Oh, God. Do you ever not want to say that word? The B-I-B-L-E. That starts the trouble. The B-I-B-L-E. That starts the trouble. Every time, I'm telling you. Yeah. When you talk about the Bible, baby, that's when it hits the, that's when the S hits the F. Everything hits the fan. And so you can't have, you can't make a movie called The Ten Commandments no more. The hell? They ain't even want Greenleaf on. They was mad about Greenleaf. Who was mad? The people. Oh they what? was mad about Greenleaf, talking about it was fucked up that they had the church shit on TV and, you know, and all that scandaling and candles and sin and, you know what I'm saying? They was mad as hell. Well, I can't say mad as hell, but they was mad <laughs> about Greenleaf being on. But even the movie Short Circuit. Yes, how that actor, um, the main in, the main inventor actor was the sci- was he like the scientist? Yeah, he like built Johnny Five, but he right. was he was, was a white man. Accent, he, was, he was a white man. Johnny Five, you have to stay in all day. Like it was really like looking back when I found that I was like that is so fucked up. I didn't that he even would do know. That. For the I had no idea either. I was like, oh, you know, I, I wasn't I making love the connection. That movie, that movie yes. is like childhood nostalgia I, I watched for me. One and two, it's up there with Gremlins. Oh, and oh, the Gremlins Goonies. Well, Gremlins up. have been problematic. The yes. Goonies. The Goonies probably would have been problematic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Goonies. Because they, right. they was making fat jokes and shit. Mm-hmm. The, they Remember? And it would have been, um, what's the term? Would have been ableist? Is that what the term is? More than likely. Right. Yeah. Wow. What about Precious? The Goonies. Precious um, was problematic, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. It was one of the best movies I've ever seen. What would you say is problematic about Precious? What wouldn't I say was problematic about Precious? Everything. Remember the way she was talking about Precious's children? The way that Mary oh, was talking about her granddaughter and right, stuff? You're right. You're right. You know? Mm-hmm. And people really was mad about that, too. I remember that. Everything. There's a lot of shaming going on in Precious. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, it was shame, 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 shame. I don't want to go to. It was shame for real. No more, more, That's problematic more. too. Oh my God. Especially the next line. There's a big fat policeman at the door, door, door. Problematic. Yeah, I remember that one. Wait, what about kids' games like that? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Miss Mary Mac, all dressed in black. That's goth shaming. You can't do. Can't be Mary Mac. <laughs> This is a goth dream. This is a goth dream. This is everything. And that's the goth <laughs> part. That's the goth part. This is everything. <laughs> this is everything. 
<laughs> Remember that gif of, or not gif, well, it is a gif, but it's also a vine of them goth kids dancing. Yes. Yeah, that. and they would make it go to Travis. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that girl in them big wide ass car wash pants. That shit was so. Some Jean Co jeans. Yes. Oh, you remember Jean Co? Oh, my, my God. My mom used to be like, yeah, no, you do not think I'm going to buy them wide ass jeans. Okay, it's like two skirts. Jibos, which were just yeah. as wide. Okay. The Jabos was wide too. Um, can't breathe today. Yes. And then artists, music. Oh, I thought you was going to talk about artists like Bob Ross. Remember that old ass nigga no, with Bob the Ross afro? Is cool Hi. As shit. Right, but he had an afro. <laughs> he and you see yep. how they did your girl Rachel Dozel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so no. Bob Ross would have been salon? problematic. If she what? did. No, I'm just, I just make that Oh, up. my God. See? No, she was like a hair braider at a natural hair event recently. See, I knew it. Well, they said she could do some hair like real talk. I heard she, <laughs> yeah. say, you know, I heard she was nice. I mean, I, but but she, I, mean, I heard she, she had growing hands. She pretended yeah. to be black for years. She best know how to lay some hands on it. The way the hair was looking, they like you know she got growing hands. Look, when you pretend growing to be black, hands. that means you're pretending to be uh, all things great because you know it black takes people. Work because black people just know how to keep their shit right. So Rachel had to pretend to be black, so she had to pretend to keep her shit right. She better know and take these But you know, it's always one thing that one way you can tell. Always. What is it? What? Put her in the kitchen. Because <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. Okay, a black okay. cook, my you life. know black food when you eat it. <laughs> so all they, if they really had burning questions for Rachel Dozal, all they had to do was cut the fire on, cut the stove on, put her in that kitchen, and tell her, Rachel, it's a pot roast out on the counter. You mind seasoning it up for me? I got to run down to the touch down the street for a minute. You're giving her a lot of credit. You sure they don't just to be like, hey, Rachel, turn the oven on. Right. Just to see what she put on. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Or, you know, you put know it would be a good telltale sign? What? Tell her to make some oatmeal and see if it just comes. If you literally just she get a, a bowl packet. of oatmeal, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She or if you packet. get butter, brown sugar, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A hint of salt. But you'd get a bowl from me. Yeah, but that's different. So we know we know to expect a bowl. For, I wouldn't even ask because unless I had my own Domino sugar, oh, if it was on sale. Sometimes you gotta get the store brand. But I have my own Domino sugar available, salted butter. You know what I'm saying? Ready. Mm. I can't. But what is some music artist that would have been problematic? Tina Marie. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Damn. You're right. Though. You are Whoa. absolutely right. It would. Tina Marie, Vanilla Ice. Because Ice Ice Baby was the jam. No, that still is. <laughs> Stop. That queen right sample. Every time you hear it, it, it don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> we should have Hootie and the Blowfish. How? Darius Rucker. Appropriating what? Country? White culture. <laughs> Appropriating white culture. Tiva sandals and shit. Oh, my God. Going to Cabela's and shit. What is Dan, Darius Rucker ass doing at Cabela's? And you know what? Tip drill, which is Must be that ass because it ain't your face. I need a tip Actually, drill. Actually, all the Oh, you remember the remix? Tip drill all, already. Every hip-hop video that ever came so out was The way him sliding that trouble. credit card through her butt, knowing that we all do online bill pay. Come on now. Man. It's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Man, it's wrong. oh man! Imagine they um, oh no today they would do it, but they would have the square on, at the top of the Never button. No, today that. she would have been she holding. Have to have the chip. She would have been oh holding her. She would have. Oh he he would have been. He would have. He would have pulled his phone. Out. He would have saw her dancing. <laughs> pulled his phone out. He'd have, he'd look. The little screen do not remove cards. <laughs> right. Oh my god. <laughs> my God, friend. Do you want a receipt? <laughs> oh. and you know how it makes that noise? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the chip, you got to put the chip in and it beep. <laughs> oh, my God. 
She said, hold on, hold on, don't remove it. Nah, <laughs> Tip Drill would not have flown. Um, all of all of that <laughs> BET programming. Mm-hmm. BET, what like, was it called? BET, um, um, uncut, uncut, and late night. Do you remember oh, what that thing smelled like? Black Jesus. Heather oh, Hunter. I'm to kick it tonight. Oh, Heather White Hunter. girls. White. White we, girl. we did Let's this already. Right. We've, done, we've been here before. We've been on Uncut. Deja vu. Okay, we were, we were all watching Uncut, not supposed to be watching What it. about books? Books. Magazines. Jet Beauty of oh. the Week. I wish they would. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about you think think pieces? What? in trouble? All the girls are shaped like iron oh, and boards. Oh, because they would be, they would like, right? Yeah, and they always had, like, mm. shapely black women. Mm. Baby, them iron and board built uh, ladies would have been in the mention so oh, okay. fast. Like the same way teacher Why, why got all yeah. of the beauties of the week gotta be so bodacious or some shit? Dang. Why can't they be looking like us? What about TV shows like... Um, Teen Summit and things like that. They probably would have gotten in trouble for the top. Ricky Lake, yeah. Ricky Ooh. Lake, Richard Ooh. Bay. Rock. You remember mm-hmm. Rock? Was that his name? Richard Bay. Remember Rock used to come on late night on like Fox or something. Whoa, whoa, and he used to have whoa. <laughs> Eleanor Rock, baby. <laughs> Eleanor, <laughs> Joey, Rock used to be getting doing real it deep. again. It's my mom's favorite show. Really? Rock was good. <laughs> it, pff, Man, it you want to talk about some family moments, like when y'all your whole family's huddled around the TV, like watching some serious stuff. <laughs> My feelings was hurt watching Set It Off because Eleanor <laughs> Ella Joyce was in Set It Off being a stone cold bitch, and she was so endearing on Rock as Eleanor. So it was like watching her be mean to them like that. <laughs> I was like, damn! I, I, it like was really set hurt it off, me. Would that have been problematic? Hell yeah, Cleo! <laughs> oh, come on now. What about dead presidents? Yup, blackface. <laughs> ah, you call me rocking blackface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically everything. Right. Ain't ever- nothing is okay. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. I saw someone have a think piece the other day about Martin being problematic. Oh, See, get the was- fuck out of here. Tommy ain't even cold yet. They said Listen the way to he me. Treated, uh, Gina was problematic, that he's very misogynistic. That's what the piece was about. Well, everything he said to Gina was funny to me, seasons one through four. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> I know. You know, and everything season. she said was funny, and Martin was hilarious, and there was nothing problematic about Martin. You get to stick out of your ass and enjoy the show but, but today, like the it, rest of us it did. It definitely would have, it de- especially with terms like rape culture being used today. The way that they were saying Gina was being treated had that had us not even known about it. If Martin was airing from 2015 on to 2018, and we in the middle of a season right now, there would be think pieces on think pieces about the shit that he'd be saying. And but I'll, how do you blur the line between comedy and sensitivity? The people that write those think pieces don't look at anything <laughs> as comedy. Damn it, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah okay mm-hmm. no i like i think of the comedy sets Com- face to from back comedy. in the day you know that would not have flown now like oh stuff like deaf comedy jam deaf comedy jam and um bernie mac richard pryor do you remember bernie mac talking about uh bust a head to the white meat talking about, oh he's and he's talking about abusing kids like people would or have, in that movie when he was like i hate your black neck your black ass gums <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> remember this scene? Yo, tell me that would not have flown. Okay, Dustin and Sante have left the room. 
Friend, please say it. Please. Ooh, one more time. <laughs> no. Please. I can't believe it. There's going to be like, think pieces please. about it. One more time. <laughs> hey, that <laughs> funk over here. No, but that scene would have been... If it hasn't already, I'm Man. sure if we look it up, there's something about it. Hell, family matters. What about Judy just fucking disappearing? <laughs> you think they would have let that shit slide today? Huh, and you tell me the moms, the moms groups and shit, they would have been outside. How in the fuck is a whole child disappearing? <laughs> Where did she right. go? Blaming Barack Obama for that. You know what I'm okay. saying? Oh Westboro. What's that fucked you... up church full of all them nuts? What's that church with them people that's always yeah, bitching about something? Westboro, Westboro God damn. No, is it Westboro? They are the worst. No, I'm talking about <laughs> Jesus. They, hell, that's who, need, that's who don't need to be let slide today. Write a think piece on Westboro Baptist Church. Why you motherfuckers been so quiet about that? Ann Coulter would be somewhere and be like, Barack can't even find Judy Winslow. Right, right, <laughs> right. expect right. him to find them? Like, so it, what's the takeaway? Do you guys think it's too much where we're at now, or is it helping? Like, and when you look at, like I was saying, Issa Ratio as an example of how inclusion is awesome. So how do we do it without being overwhelming, though? With style. So you have to be very discerning in the choices that you make. You know what's right. You know to make an accurate depiction of a situation, right? I live in New York City. I see all different types of people, and it's one of my favorite things about living here. So if I was to create a show that replicated what my experience was like living in New York City, it would be multicultural. Not for the sake of plug and play and, oh, well, at least I can say I had this person in here to fit this. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that to I say that. So everybody's not going to be in everything, but at least make it true to whatever it is that you're trying to say, the story that you're trying to tell. That, I think, will be appreciated. You know what I mean? As opposed to just putting people in there just as, for the sake of. So that's all. Just bring back the integrity. Well said. I think as we discuss the fact that we don't get away with enough shit today and how we would not have been able to get away with half the shit yesterday, we just need to learn to zoom out again and just look at all the pieces because we need to look at the people writing these thing pieces, right? I feel like they write them to start these conversations, but they don't ever, they, a lot of them miss the point that what the intent actually was. Like, they'll be like, hey, so this happened, and they forgot to mention all this stuff. And they forget to say, you know, even though it was put in this light and, you know, frame it up, because some things are meant to be good and nice. And sometimes we'll be like, oh, well, it was good that you said that. And then we hit those butts and you make 10 points about it. It's like you're really not caring about what the actual intent or the original, what it originally meant anyway. So these think, these think pieces almost take away as opposed to shining the light on some of these issues as they mean to do. So, with that said, everybody just zoom out. Take a lot of these things that you see with a grain of salt. You know, a lot of them, it's to get your wheels turning, but you still have to live. Sometimes you see things and people think that that's the truth and that's what's right. And they want to deter you from living. And don't get caught up in that shit. I feel like there's too much of that. A lot of this this shit, we want to laugh. The think pieces are like, oh, this is where this joke stems from. I don't need to know where the joke stems from. I just want to laugh sometimes. <laughs> Unless the joke stems from somewhere that's funny. Show me the video where it came from and make me laugh. Don't Show like, me the receipts. Okay. Show me the receipts now. <laughs> like, even with that, show me the video where I can laugh where they were making fun of that on Mad TV. You don't have to play back the interview with Whitney Houston. R.I.P. Whitney. I'm Shout out to Whitney Houston. R.I.P. Bobby Christina, too. I, Word. I, just, I just have to say that. Shout out to, shout out to Whitney Houston, though. <laughs> You're like just all just at bad. once. I love that song. All at once. <laughs> Today's episode of the Friend Zone is also brought to you by Performer Sleep. 
Performa Sleep is the absolute best mattress designed specifically for those with an active lifestyle. Engineered by two friends who are mattress industry veterans and athletes themselves, this mattress has been designed to be cool, supportive, and rejuvenating to muscles and joints. The Performa Sleep mattress gives you an edge as you wake up every day. Whether you're headed to the basketball court or the boardroom, the rink, or the runway, you'll perform better after sleeping on the copper-infused top layer that moves heat away from the body, is antimicrobial, antiviral, and offers the benefits of copper to the body that have been widely written about, which I actually totally co-sign. Traditional memory foam gives a sinkhole feeling, but Performa Sleep gives superior support through the night with a layer of bounce-back technology. And who doesn't love a little bounce back in the bedroom? <laughs> I'm mad at that. If, you <laughs> if you're nervous about buying a mattress online, feel confident that you can try Performa Sleep for 100 nights risk-free with free returns with no annoying salesperson lingering over you while you test it out. Mattresses start as low as $525, and just for our listeners, take $125 off, plus free shipping. That's really great <laughs> just head to performersleep.com and use code friend that's performersleep code friend enjoy well well said that sums up our hot button issue for today so let's jump into this week's wellness segment well well <laughs> well yums comma windy that's what her file no! says all her files be like williams comma windy well, well. oh you did not right. Hey, Wendy Williams. Well, 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 well. Well, wow, wow. Unless you're about to bite the mic. Okay, so I have an exercise for you guys. Kanye's workout plan? No. So this is, I'm going to ask you guys a question. So when you mess up, right? Like you do something wrong, something fucked up, or even if it's something against yourself, doesn't necessarily have to be against someone else. And you know how everyone, we all have that internal voice, that internal monologue where you check yourself or you beat up on yourself, whatever patterns you tend to follow um, with your ego and how your mind works. Be honest. Do you talk to yourself shitty? Like, are you really hard on yourself? Do you crush yourself out or do you just use like a harsh tone? Is that internal voice kind of like a bitch? No, it's just, it's very condescending and it's very much... It just feels really judgmental because it's like I literally know that I know better. So <laughs> so right. that guilt shit is crazy. Right. Yes. So it can be kind of like reprimanding, almost like a parent. It's like looking at myself in the face. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, damn, I really got to look at like face myself right. for being dumb. And for you know what I'm better. saying? Right. What about yours? What's your internal voice like? Um, just like me. My internal voice will look at me and be like, yep. Like, I'll literally be sitting there. When I shut down, <laughs> and my it's because of myself. Like, myself is shut down within myself. Like, yep, you fucking, you're, you're stupid. You messed up. What What are we going to do now? And I'm outside trying to outwardly figure out what I'm doing. But inside, it's like, no. <laughs> so it's petty and yes, rude. absolutely. So rude. So nasty and so, so nasty rude. And so, so here's my question to you. When there are people around you, the ones that you find supportive, right? The ones that you're drawn to because you're like, damn, they make me feel good or they understand me. What's the usual tone that they take that makes you feel good? Or, or maybe if you don't have a particular person in mind, but if you have, you know, we all have that ideal in our mind. Like if this person were to talk to me this way, 
and and if I were to fuck up or mess up, or it doesn't have to be, like I said, something against them, but just a, a fuck up, something you did today that just went wrong, a mistake or something that you didn't get, a job, an interview. What can the person say to you? Like, what's the tone that you respond best to? Like, do you respond best to being babied? Do you like when people, like, call you baby and kind of speak to you like a soft tone? You know, like lovey-dovey, or is that not your thing? Do you sort of like someone that is more stern and kind of says it like it is? Like, what what feeds you? What makes you thrive? What kind of energy? That makes you feel better. I don't know. I think because I shut down so hard, I just like a calm tone. Like, if you can just kind of regularly map something out for me, like, it, it makes the anxiety... Because sometimes that anxiety is just a big cloud of nothing just flaring up. If you could, just, if I have one person to just kind of be like, okay, so Asante, like, this is what's going on, and all you have to do is this, or if you can't do that, we'll worry about the next thing when we get to it, so what's up? Like, if you can talk to me like that. So you like someone that kind of goes through the motions of what yeah. happened, and but speaks to you without judgment, like calmly, yeah. like, okay, so X, Y, and Z happened, but this is how we're going to fix like it. A, like in a problem-solving, step-by-step, moving-forward motion. Okay, so that's what makes you feel safe yes okay what about you dustin well for me it boils down to like the nature of the relationship right so if you remind me that you support me because of the nature of our relationship through your actions then i can handle you being brutally honest with me so like if we're dating and you're like baby you know that you know you fucked that up because you did such and such now everything will be okay but moving forward, you have to do this and that, you know what I'm saying? Because we can't be in this situation again, whatever, then I I can roll with that. You know what I'm saying? Or if you're my friend and you're like, I mean, fuck it, you know what happened, you know what I mean? But all you got to do is do this, and don't you be walking around with your head down, whatever. You know, being a friend, my siblings, being them, you know what I mean? So that reinforcement, as long as that layer of reinforcement is there, then I don't feel like I'm hung out to dry, and I won't go into defensive fight mode. Right. I'll be open to, you know what I mean, whatever the, the messaging is. So that's what's key to me. Just reinforce the relationship. So you like the <clears throat> honesty of like, mm-hmm. yeah, you fucked up. So mm-hmm. don't like sugarcoat. You don't like being sugarcoated. No, I don't like hell but no. But they still have to be. Like, I'm a soft. real nigga, friend. You know that. <laughs> I don't want no fake shit. Right. Like, keep it real with me, but right. just be relationship appropriate. Like, right, don't right. be being mean to me and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. Right. Yeah. So honesty with a little love. Yeah. Okay. And well, heavy petting. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell Your you what the exercises, that's gonna make you laugh extra hard. Just oh, mark that here one. We go. <laughs> so this is why I asked. It's gonna to, be one of those segments today. But huh? this is why I asked to explain what your actual voice is and then what your ideal voice is, because this is an exercise that I've been doing because I have as calm as I am. Um, as, as nice as I try my best to be and understanding and compassionate, I'm really hard on myself. And my mom is so funny because she'll point it out a lot. Like, she'll be like, God, you really, are, you want to be like a robot? Like, how I overwork myself and when I mess things up, I, like, can't stop thinking about it and it's just such a bigger deal than it probably really is. So I've changed how I speak to myself with like I've made an effort to be softer with myself so I had to ask myself what kind of voice is it that I thrive best around and feel safe and I'm kind of more like you Asante where I like like a calm 
voice that kind of walks me through where I, what I did so I can see where I messed up. But also, like Dustin says, gives me that reassurance and that reinforcement that everything's going to be okay. So I had to ask myself, why is it that I look for that voice in someone else, though? You know, like, why am I hoping that someone will give me that feeling or be that voice for me when I have this voice internally that is probably the harshest voice of all and the only one that affects me more than anyone externally, you know, because I beat myself up more than anyone on earth could ever beat me up. And even when I do get praised, if that internal voice isn't feeling it, I don't even hear the outside praise. Like, that's how heavy and strong it is. So I was like, well, I need to make that voice be that voice, if that makes sense. So I did an exercise. I was like, for the next 30 days, when that voice kicks in, I'm going to get in the way of it and make it shift to speak to me the way that I like to be spoken to when I'm being comforted. Mm. So I will literally, like, you know, just for example, like, if I mess up a project or something i'll be like you know babe it's okay like i'll literally talk to myself like that call myself babe and be like it's fine girl like you did okay this is messed up but it's fine like you're gonna fix this because you have this coming and that like girl you're good you're good you're good it's fine and i talk to myself the way that my friends like amaya or my best friend malay or claude would talk to me or when my mom is comforting me so i do that for myself so the thing is you know, it's easier said than done, obviously, but when you set the intention to to catch that voice before it starts and you say, nope, this is how I prefer to speak to myself, you can keep getting in the way of it. And if you do it consistently, eventually the voice will kind of give in because now I've noticed that I automatically speak to myself like that. And it is such a relief. It's such a nice feeling. And I feel like I'm I'm not as hard on myself. And even lately... I'm sure you guys have noticed I've been a lot calmer than even usual. Like, even at our live show, I usually get so worked up and nervous. Yeah, you breeze through Yeah, that. like, the the first one we did, I was, like, having a mild heart attack he in the back. The <laughs> Just so nervous. And then the one in Chicago, we were, like... Right? Even mm-hmm. Dustin, we were in the car, like, are you calm? Because I'm calm. Mm-hmm. And we were just, like, weirdly and eerily calm. But I can really attribute that to my inner monologue and how I've just kind of reconditioned it to just be a lot nicer. So instead of, you know, like I said, waiting on a boyfriend or a girlfriend or your homegirl to be that comforting, soothing voice, you know what you want to hear. So why not condition your internal monologue to be exactly what you want to hear and you can comfort yourself. And that way you are so self-sufficient and you don't need someone else to build you or comfort you or reinforce shit you're like your own machine and before you have your meltdown you already build yourself up before anyone else even gets to you and knows that anything happened and it's really nice so i think it's something that you should consider really great exercise and don't feel weird like i'm telling you i do it i talk to myself okay all the time i was gonna ask you now (laughs) tell the truth Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk to yourself, are you always yourself or are you sometimes other people? Like, because, you know, when you have to <clears throat> be like, all right, now, what would Maya say to me in this instant? Like, does she pop up in your 
mental living room back. Hey, girl, you need some encouragement real quick and tell you what you need to hear? Or no, do you just imagine really... yourself as yourself like, <clears throat> like, all right, this is what we got to yeah, do. Yeah, I don't and you even sort think of a, like a person. For me, really, it really is just an energy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. it could even be a ball of light that's talking to me. It could be a lotus flower. It don't matter. But it's just a feeling. It's more like a feeling than a person. You know, but what I know is that I like, like, soft, gentle, calming voices. (laughs) So that is what works best for me. So that's what I've been doing. So I say try it. You know, I say try it for 30 days. Every single day when that voice tries to kick in, get in its way. And see how it makes you feel. And if you feel like after 30 days you're like I like this relationship we have going here it's like a lot healthier it's more aligned and you'll notice that if you're not beating up on yourself you also won't be as allowing of anyone outside of you to beat up on you either verbally so just something to consider well said right Mm -hmm. so that's it for this week's wellness segment now we are going I just Mm want to say I believe your wellness segment works because A long time ago when I got out of a relationship, I had to figure out how to, you know, just be by myself. And so I was like, oh, I do miss this about being with the other person. But then I said, well, what do I miss about, you know, being with me? And so I would walk into places and imagine that I was buying myself these things. Well, I would. Like, I would, like, literally imagine that myself was my boyfriend buying myself these things as I was yeah. buying them. Just because I was like, oh, I like that. And it's like, you like that. Remember yeah. I told y'all that my ex, when I asked him, how did he get over me? He was like, I thought of what it was that you brought to my life and all the things that you did that I didn't. And I did them. And I didn't miss you no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. No more. I was like, okay. Ooh, loving you no more. Ooh, uh, Speaking of, Mr. I, Music Man. I was just Man. about to say. Let's get into the music segment. Well, since we started off with Loving You No More, that is a track from Diddy's Dirty Money, uh, or Diddy Dirty Money, whatever what Diddy What happened M. to them? I don't know, but they were fly as Fuck. They sure like, were. They were way ahead of the curve. Is that curve. what it is? That they were just ahead of their time? That, they I mean, were a little too different? They had no promo. Because they, mm. they were touring all over. Like, you know, they were out in Paris, like, killing that music. scene. Fuck yes. And what a lot of people and don't know. And the fact that there was three dark-skinned artists in the group. Killing it. Two beautiful black women, like, vocally talented out of this world. Strong and, singer-songwriter. And then strong-ass Diddy out here yep. running empires and shit. Yeah. Up on stages all over the world killing shit. Lights. Fashion, like killing shit. Like when I when they first hit, I was like, "This is amazing!" Like I, I was in love with them. Yeah. But uh, loving you no more, <laughs> Diddy Dirty yes. Money. I say that to say, Don Richard, formerly of Diddy Dirty Money, also formerly of Danny Kane, is coming out with Red, the third installment of her Heart series. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, okay. She started off with the Golden Hearts, then she did a little something dark for the Black Hearts, and now we're up for Redemption Heart, the Red Hearts. Nice. Project's coming up soon. Had to go ahead and throw that out there because I was tweeting her the other night that she needs to go ahead and send me the fucking project so I can listen to it. Right. I definitely got to check that out. Yes, Dawn has always been one of my favorites because she is just a bomb-ass artist. Vocally, she's talented. She really cares about her visuals. She cares about art. She cares about her voice. Like, she just cares about 
things that I just really care about and I like that about her. And she supports other people in really cool ways. Remember the last time y'all came to my house and y'all were playing all her music? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. We were, like, having a jam session as usual, and but it was, like, a Don Richard jam session. She's so dope, man. So Everybody dope. knows 86 is a special oh song my God. for me. 86? I got to check it out. 86 <clears throat> is a really, really That's dope your favorite. song. What project is it from? It's from That's Golden, Golden Heart. Heart. Okay. Shout out to everybody um, dude, that does their homework. I might, This may have actually been homework before. I can't remember, but we're going to do it again, and everybody's going to do it and shut up. There is a video on YouTube of Dawn Richard doing a dance rehearsal. She's in a dance studio. It's a black and white video, and she's telling a story through choreography to her song 86, and it's one of the most beautiful pieces I've ever seen in my life, and it's such a testimony to like her talent. Mm-hmm. So... Just look that up. Look up Don Richard, 86. It's like dance rehearsal. She's in a dance studio, and it's a black and white video, and you can thank me later, Tootsie Pops. Yes. Tootsie Pops. Put my hands up, surrender, 86 on pretending. Oh. <laughs> what She's else been you one got of those. Um, I wanted to start it off with Don Richard. I've also been killing Xavier Omar's The Everlasting Wave. Listen. I mean, killing, 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 killing that project. If you guys aren't familiar with Xavier Omar by now, he used to... Go by a spazzy rocket. It used to be SPZRKT, but he is now Xavier Omar. I think you can find him on Twitter. Is at that X- what it was? Spazzy rocket? Yes. It like I remember in the bio, it was I don't like think pronounced. I ever like, actually said it. <laughs> I just knew I was because because it was like. Spazzy, Spazzy Rocket, and Rocket. it was like, well, it was S-P-Z-R-K-T, and it was like slash another set of letters or something. I right. forgot who the other person was. I thought that was the place in the mall that sold pizza. <laughs> Sparrow. I thought that's what that was. Justin. Go ahead. <laughs> but yes, check out Xavier Omar's project. Uh, oh. How many favorites do you have on this project so far? I mean, you, honestly, you just... I love the entire thing. It's one of those that you're not skipping over anything. But I tweeted him yesterday. I was like, I love it, but... Uh, what is it? Speculate. Oh, yes. Yeah, Speculate, Speculate is my track. And granted, the album is a sad one. It sounds like someone broke. It is a beautifully <laughs> sad, heart. sad album. Xavier, I don't know who broke your heart, and I'm sorry, but at least you got a good-ass EP out of it, bro. Because yeah. this is so relatable, so well-written, so heartfelt. Every single song, I was like, wow. Yes. So it's a good project. I've been tweeting about it for like the past couple of weeks. And support him. He's yes, you know, tweet on the way too. up. So we want to we wanna build our black artists. And he's awesome. And if you are really like loving that project, because it is a short project, go check out his previous project, Hours Spent Loving You, which is a super, super dope project. A lot of people checked that out at one point. So go listen to it. Really, really cool production, really different artists, not like nobody's doing what he's doing right now. So yeah. if y'all are tired of the Bryson Tellers and all that, you know, <laughs> go ahead and get your piece. <laughs> um, ooh, I, I want to just say this because it needs to be said at some point. I want to shout out The Weeknd. Because we were in, when we were in Chicago, that fucking song. Yo, we've how many times did you play that, Dustin? That's my shit. I've been trying to tell to that is show. my so shit. The I think it was just on loop. The whole ride. It's like an hour car ride. The weekend song, Starboy, which is produced by Daft Punk, mm. is sick, just sick combination. stellar. Like, I, I wasn't really feeling The weekend, you know, for a while. I liked him when he first came out, and then I had to give him a break. But now we back on. It, Daft Punk is one of my all-time favorite, like, producers, artists. Like, I just love that duo. Like, they're just dynamic as fuck. So the fact that they got together with The weekend and made a dope-ass sound, because... They're really uh, dope with urban artists. They did a uh, Kanye West uh, stronger, like he's. They oh, sampled yeah. 
um, their song for Kanye West, uh, Stronger. Like, they reproduced the the beat form and stuff, so I thought that was fly. Daft Punk's always been it. Yes. Let me tell you something. That simply and purely is just a good song. Yes. Flat out. Feel good it ain't about it being The weekend. It ain't really even about it being Daft Punk. They just literally made a good Song like it's just a good song. It's a nice it little is. club hit. Yeah, is it there a is. Video for it? Yeah, the yeah. Vi- and the video is actually really yet. fly too. I, yeah? I just saw the video last night. It's like him um taking his old self out because oh. you know he cut his hair. Yeah, I saw. I so saw in the video, it's like him art. with the hair, and then like he's all I caught was him tipping his old self up with the body bag. You oh know? really? And then he takes that shit off, and I was like, damn, he looking kind of okay. That's <laughs> dope. I gotta look it up. I haven't caught it yet. Well, and then. A fan favorite, or at least my new obsession, <laughs> Anderson Pack. Oh yes, yeah. no worries. Yeah, yes. I have been killing Anderson Pack and Knowledge is the producer, right? Killing that, that too. project is so good, and it's not even out yet, right? It's like it's October twenty first, I think, or maybe it was on iTunes. And I was gonna say Apple Music has been. I've been repeating it because I don't have Apple Music, so I guess I haven't been able to listen to the project in its entirety but if you go on itunes now and obviously let's support them and pre-order it comes out the 21st but they have like six or seven tracks of it that you can listen on itunes now oh nice yeah and it's good it is but i honestly i'm obsessed with anderson back now like i I only just got into him i I literally just got into he has a song with mac miller called dang and I'm not going to say I'm not a Mac Miller fan, but I oh, can't no. really tell you any albums or songs of his. <laughs> I just never really gravitated towards him. Right. I don't know if it's the white rapper thing. Maybe I have a That's mental what it block. Is for me. I really don't Honestly. know. Because he just reminds me of like the white boys I went to high school with. But I don't know. I just haven't. He looked like Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Miller looked like Madonna. McDonough Miller. He looks like Madonna in the face, for real. Go oh ahead. Oh, my God. You think he's one of the kids? Side by side. <laughs> but I will say, you know, at the end of the day, good music is good music. That's right. And I don't really care who you are, what you look like, where you're from. That dang record with Anderson Pack and Mac you said, Miller You said is good music is good, good music? It is. So if I find you a good Kevin Gates song, you gonna rock it? Like yep. I said, good music is hey. good music. All right then, friend. <laughs> but I, I mean, he's a cousin fucker, you said, right? I mean, that's just straight, you know? Man, I'm not the do. cousin or him, right? so I'm good. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not the cousin, and we definitely ain't fucking. So. <laughs> I'm mad at y'all for that. But yeah, so definitely check that project out. And my last plug before I was just going to say we should save this last little right? spot for a very, very special uh, friend zone faves. Uh, faves. You guys might be familiar with it. One Lewis York. Okay. Hey. If y'all don't know who Lewis York is, y'all just need to stop listening to the show. What are you doing? You and music in general, is. like yeah. Lewis York. Are you crazy? Right. So they released Masterpiece Theater Act One last year. Do you know what my favorite song on that is? What is it? Slow Motion. You know that's mine too. That's why is I was it? on the Spotify playlist. It was on Warm. Vibes uh-huh. in summer night. I still revisit that one. Right? I think I listened to that last night. <laughs> so I obviously love them to death. Those are my homies. To see them bringing this project to fruition has been amazing. And now they are releasing Masterpiece Theater Act 2, which will be coming out November 18th. If you haven't checked out Act 1, please do so. Yes. It is on Spotify, on iTunes, and everywhere that you can listen to music. Um, For their second album that's coming out, they released a single called Don't Play. 
And it's so fun. It's such a feel-good record. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as it comes on, it'll just get your vibrations up. And then they have a second single called Limelight, which I was looking. I didn't see it on Spotify, so I don't know if they've officially released it yet. I think I just saw them perform it at the Apollo Music Cafe. Hey. They did a great job. It is another great record. So I think the second act is, it might actually be better than the first one which i didn't what? think was possible like the songs are just they really have tapped in they're wow. in their they're in their bag as mm-hmm. the youth say oh so i really really am proud of them so you guys have to check them out lewis york if you haven't already. Yes. yes shout out to claude kelly and chuck Harmon. absolutely shout right? out to them. shout out to them. and if you haven't heard about them that's claude kelly who is written for Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston, Spears, Christina Aguilera. Miley, you he wrote Miley Cyrus is party in the Miley USA, Cyrus. which is her biggest pop hit. He Jesse Kelly Clarkson, J. Jesse J, right? Yeah. Uh Tori Kelly. Tori Kelly, which actually they have a song coming out on her new project that's dropping like this week. So he's been the pop king for a while. And then Charles, Chuck Harmony, is the R and B king, right? He's worked with Neo and Rihanna, Mary J, Fantasia, Tori Kelly as well. So before they even formed Lewis York, these two dudes collectively have sold 25 million records. (laughs) Right, pre-Lewis York (laughs) and Grammy nominations. So, you know. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. So definitely (laughs) check them out and let's try to get help them sell 25 million together. Okay, So I love you guys and we're excited for you and your music. Yes. Hey. Is that it, Mr. Music Man? Because now we got to go to TV land. That's it. It's the Music Man. Hey. Okay. I'm telling you what you watch on the screen. screen. It's the Music Man. So, hey. Dustin, yeah. what happened with Wacky Jackie this week? Right. So, shout out to um, this segment, which this week is going to be called <laughs> I'm gonna If Your Cable Was On. <laughs> right. If Your Cable Is On. Yeah. <laughs> if Your Cable Is On. Yo, so basketball wise, <laughs> LA, the season finale came on this week, which Ooh, I didn't even know. Was the season finale? I didn't, I didn't even know, know it was the season finale until the end of the show. Jackie, right. It'd be right. smile <laughs> and be kind. Are they taking a break before the reunion? I hate no. when they do that. Okay, good. The reunion comes on next week. And so and that's how I knew it was the season finale because they were like, next week on the reunion. I said, Well, damn. Wow. Wait, wait, can you please? I saw a gif of Tammy like running down some street like really fast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, please, before you get started, can you talk can you tell her who's hosting the reunion? I don't remember. Oh, you didn't see? Is it Wendy? What? I can't believe I just forgot his name that fast. What is the nigga's name that be on CNN and now he hosts the VH1 after shows? Mark what? Lamont Hill. Mark Lamont Hill is hosting the reunion. But doesn't he, isn't he like a political commentator? He's, he's crossed over. Wow. He is, he is I mean, crossed hey. over. Get that check. Right? Listen, respectability politics. <laughs> Inclusion, whatever you want to call it, he is he's don't care. I hear that. And low key, I was getting tired of John Sally, but I was so shocked. Where did they get John Sally to do that? You know he do basketball. I guess Shawnee might have oh, asked him duh, or owed him one or something. You remember Hello. John? You didn't tell me when you seen Check cheating. You gonna host this shit? Oh. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was, but he did it. Are the reunions usually good? Oh, the reunions are where it all goes down. Like the reunions the, are the bedroom. The icing on the cake. Yeah, they get to they watched how the whole season was edited together, and they get oh, to confront so they each get other. to like air yeah. their grievances. Yeah, so mm. it really goes down. The reunions are good, but yeah, the reunion comes on next week. Um, Jackie got married again, which is the dumbest shit ever, but she got married again in Portugal. 
Um, to she Doug. gets married every year. Right. She gets married every year. They have a wedding. Every single every year. year. Every year? How, how long has been, it been? 20 years? Been 20 years. This so is their 20th anniversary. Yep. Yeah, it was their 20th. They, they had their 20th wedding in Portugal. I, mean, I guess if they think it's but it because But they like thing. invite people. Like like so real imagine like every damn year, <laughs> like it's real weddings. Like, you already got a birthday, god damn! Like right. so, but yeah, they got married. Duffy went home um, because Shawnee and them decided Who that. Knew? Right? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> I can't even listen to that pink song anymore. Who knew? Oh, thought that you ruined. Right, but Tammy ruined <laughs> Tammy DJ ruined Duffy. Duffy's trip, so Duffy had to go home. Why she go home? Because they because Tammy was being a, a fucking musk ox, and she just she oh. she bust her through the. <laughs> but let me tell you, know, became barreling around listen, the table, and now everybody's barely. acting like Duffy Tammy, is Duffy's fault. Tammy has is friends with somebody on production. I'm gonna tell you, I don't know who. Or how, but the way that it was edited, and I'm not saying Tammy was wrong in any of this, but when they was like previously on Basketball Wives and showed you like what happened in the past few episodes, it looked exactly the way Tammy was saying it happened, and like not even a little bit in Duffy's favor of what she said. And so then it like cuts into Tammy basically saying, you know, long story, oh, I was nice enough sending this bitch home pretty much, and her pretending that she would go home if she had to, but no, bitch, you know that you are sending this bitch home. Yeah. Wow. Which she knew she was, and Shawnee's petty and no good ass is sitting up next to her talking about something. And if she go, I'm gonna go because I'm not gonna send her home by herself. So was her friend? If you, they if don't you, she and, don't want to be if there. If you and friend, Jackie got in a fight, I would leave. That's too, totally Justin. different because we, <laughs> Jackie, <laughs> Jackie, Jackie, me and Jackie. Can you imagine if, me if and Jackie, Jackie Christy fist fighting? As long as she don't trip over me running out of wherever she running from. But like, but they just didn't want to be there. Okay. And so that's why every time Tammy withdrew from the group, Shawnee was like, "Well, I can't leave her." So. You just don't want to be there, Shawnee. And then she was getting on my nerves because she was acting like she was encouraging Tammy to do good and not fight and keep the peace. You was just standing over there talking about, girl, you can't even stand this. Look at it. Just the sight of her picture. I've done it. <laughs> That's what she was doing. Because Tammy was like, egging her on. Yeah. I'm making these faces. And speaking, and of, speaking of egg on, Melania <laughs> Trump. Um, oh, and if you want to, this is the funniest story ever. So on The Real Housewives of New Jersey, Teresa Jadice has a daughter named Melania that's always been kind of um, behaviorally challenged. That's the middle one. Yes. I remember and so, her. I remember her. And so <laughs> today I'm at work, right? I'm at work talking to my homegirl at my job. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, did you see the Melania interview last night? She was like, yeah. Um, now, mind you, me and this girl always talk about the Real Housewives in New Jersey. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, did you see the Melania interview last night? I'm like, she's like, no. What? I was like, yeah. I'm like, Anderson Cooper interviewed her. She was like, what? I was like, yeah. Wait, I, I said, yeah. I said, I said, look. <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, and she was like, um. Picture in the look. So I'm like, I'm like, and she was like, when they asked her. Because the way her mom dresses. So I'm like, when they asked her, you know, what she, what, uh, when they asked her about what Donald Trump said, she was like, oh, you know, he egg on, you know, he egg on or whatever. I was like, and then she said, um, she said, it boy talk or whatever. And so my friend at work was like, my friend at work was, listen, my friend at work was like, so, so she's, so she's, she's for Trump like that or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's her husband. And she was like, oh my. She's like, you're not gonna fucking believe this. She's like, I'm thinking he talking about Melania Jadis. 
I said, why in the hell would they be interviewing Melania Jadice <laughs> about, about Donald Trump. Trump's comments? Oh, my God. Oh, it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> it was the funniest thing in the world, oh, right? God. That literally happened to me today. That was so, we was laughing for hours. Wait, um, but did you watch Atlanta? Um, yes, I, with the um, talk show this week and the commercial. So yes. Listen, do you yes. know how so many good. people tagged me to the part where the lady was like, me and the mom realized <laughs> I was a moon <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have enough crystal in my diet. Of course. And when I first seen oh, it, I was like, God. oh, God, here we I go. Was, I was like, here go the snaps. Uh-huh. And, and, and as predicted y'all sent me the snaps of that scene like 3,000 times but it was really funny I was died the fact that they said we realized I was a moon sign like that's a sign like <laughs> today's episode of the friend zone is brought to you by Bevel. Bevel. we told you about the dangers of multiplayer phrases before they often cause irritation and razor bumps that leave your skin and worse for and wear <clears throat> But the bevel shaving system is dermatologist approved and proven to reduce the percentage of bumps, <laughs> discoloration, and irritation. Nine out of ten customers come back month to month, making sure that they keep getting that bevel blessing in their hands. The good folks said bevel won't you to look good, so they're giving you the first month of your bevel subscription for free. Just go to bevel.com slash friendzone to get that first month on them. That's G-E-T-B-V-E-L-D-O-T-C-O-M slash friendzone. Start shaving smarter today with Bevel. Now, have you watched any of the SNL skits? Because randomly, th- some of those have been funny as fuck. No, I haven't. So SNL has been hitting really hard with the po- political skits, but they some did of the... S- never mind. <laughs> go ahead. No, what, what what skit was you about to say? The one that where they did Sorry, the Melania Aid. Melania, Melania Aid was killer. Like, they had Melania, and then she was taking, like, the exact words from Sorry almost, and it was... They did a parody video of Beyonce's Sorry music video. And well, I don't want to say sorry music video because it sounds like I'm saying Beyonce had a bad video. <laughs> right. They did a parody Which of Beyonce's music video for her song Sorry. Mm-hmm. And they included all of the Trump accusers and Amarosa and the women that were like around Beyonce during the sorry video, I rocking back it. and forth and stuff. And it's so funny. I gotta look it up. And but she also... didn't say it boy talk or she didn't say um egg on. <laughs> she said I, I said, What the fuck did this nigga t-? she was like, he he uh it, I wonder if they know the uh, the camera on the mic on because he egg on. I said, "Bitch, what?" Oh Talking about Billy Bush was egging Donald Trump's ass on, and and you wonder if they knew the mics were on. Is the issue that it was on that they knew the mics were right. on or off, or is it what the fuck they were saying? And that's my problem. They make these ridiculous statements that are so insulting. These goddamn Republicans, I done got mad. The, the segment is done. If your cable was on, you watched all the shows we was going to talk about. I'm ready to move on to the to asking for a friend. I done got mad fucking around with Melania's dumbass. Just like Nicki Minaj said. Nicki Minaj was right. And What'd that's all say? I'm going to say. Oh, I saw that clip when she was twerking. Not that part. But when she said <laughs> what she was saying about uh, 
what she right? what she was saying about uh, Melania Trump being brainless. She was like, Barack had a Michelle and Bill had a Hillary, yeah. and what y'all want a bunch of brainless such and such is like Melania's, right? <laughs> so, um, <sighs> slide over to. Sorry, I was having a Melania moment. The asking for a friend. For lion, today. lion face ass. Melania looked like a <laughs> Melania looked like Nala from The Lion King. <laughs> she was. She was still there. She, she looked like that. You know them. You ever seen The Lion King on Broadway? <laughs> no, ain't that crazy? Damn, you got to see the the lions and the animals have real chiseled cheekbones and shit, <laughs> and the masks are they sit up on top of their heads, so like uh-uh. the animal's face will be up here. And it just looked just like Melania. That's all in that interview. (laughs) And it was almost like she had an earpiece on. I sound like a conspiracy theorist now. But it was like she had an earpiece on of somebody telling because she kept saying, Oh, who I I felt like I and then it would kick in. It was like she was waiting on it to kick in. They were trying to make sure she was saying what they She still looked a fool. And Anderson Cooper didn't do nothing but sit there and read the shit out of her for 30 minutes or however long the interview him. was. She He's said, so I know I'm harping on it, but fuck them. She said, uh... Because I thought we was... Yeah, me on. too. You moved us She's on. She's right. I, I told y'all they got mad. I told y'all they got mad. I'm sitting here thinking like... I done got mad because they are so insulting, man. She sat there that and told like him. That's like that person that, that texts you and goes, don't ever text me again. Right. And then you see the three dots. And you were like, what is and going it's on? And message, so it's a long-ass text. <laughs> oh she, but she going to say, uh, sometimes, she, she, mind you, she was laughing and being playful. Sometimes I feel like I have two boy, my my little son and my, and your husband, she my husband. Yeah, talking about she felt because he had boy talk. That's what her ass. That's and that's who they want to be the first lady. Baby, I can't even do it. It boy talk. <laughs> I mean, go ahead, John. That's the least of our worries. Vote for Hillary, person. man. Please don't be dumb. Like, if you gonna vote, vote for Hillary because we cannot have Donald Trump and Melania Trump in there ruining the White House. And what's the site? Is it Can I Vote? I think it's canivote.com to just to if you want to double check if you're registered or not. And then if you're not registered, it has rules on how to be registered. I hope you are. Definitely check that out. I hope y'all are registered by now because I think a lot of the deadlines didn't hit. But absolutely go look and check. Each and every day it's a new state that's reaching the deadline to be be registered to vote. So So definitely go look and check if you haven't already. It's actually it's canivote.org. So please check that out, and it lets you know if you're registered to vote and how to register if you're not. A A plug that in there. For sure. Curtain.org, like organ, like church organ, <laughs> which would play right now before we go into asking for a friend. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm supposed to do the uh, Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? All right. So as per usual, don't forget to email us at the friendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. That's all I'm giving you this week. You have to go and do it or you're not. <laughs> Damn. He's not somebody's <laughs> grandpa. Okay. And this one's titled Wedding Mama Drama. Speaking of mama drama, before we get into this, we ain't even talk about love and hip-hop Hollywood. 
Oh my God! Them baggy face old ladies fighting about a race trainer. Oh my God! Did you what? see that? The Love mama. Of Hollywood. Lyrica Anderson, mama, and her husband. Her husband's mama. Wait, Lyrica Anderson, the Le- artist. You don't know yes. that Lyrica Anderson, girl, baby. Yes, she's on Love Lyrica, and Hip Hop Hollywood. Lyrica, no, not Lyrica. Lyrica Anderson. She's talented. Showed up on there, and now she is Lyrica Anderson you know Garrett. What? Let me not reality it, shame, baby. I'm Get telling you, when check, I mama. seen her, I said no. I thought her last name was one. She married. Is it, a- is a- it one, what it is? right? <laughs> I thought her name was Lyrica Anderson who, in the number one. Hyphenated Anderson one. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm, we're not jumping back. I changed my mind. I'm not going to do the Dustin. I don't feel like waiting. <laughs> I love that song she got with Cash Doll called Panties. That is the jam. Yes. Okay. I'm just going to get to the email. It's titled Wedding Mama Drama. <clears throat> hi, hi, Dustin, Fran, and Asante. So I'm just going to jump right into my problem. I got engaged a few months ago. I've been with my fiancé for five years, and we are so excited for this new journey. We talked about what we wanted for our wedding, and we both decided to have a small courthouse wedding. However, my mother wants and has already started planning and inviting people to a wedding that neither myself or my fiancé really want. She's heavily involved in the church and has already told church members what they will be doing at my wedding. The reason. Okay. (laughs) The reason why we wanted to have a small wedding is because the money we would spend on a big ceremony, we are spending on extra plane tickets for both me and my fiance's parents to join us on our honeymoon to Jamaica. Smart. Smart, but that's not Not if she's going to be doing shit like booking the church and getting on your nerves behind your back. You want to bring that to bring sand to the beach? (laughs) Well, after she breaks it to her mom, (laughs) those tickets might help. Right. She (laughs) said, you make one more plan and I'm canceling the ticket. Well, no, no, it's for... Oh, her mama don't care. Sorry. <laughs> Both of our parents had courthouse weddings and no honeymoon, so we wanted to make the courthouse wedding a tradition and give them both something they never got to do. Courthouse or shotgun? Courthouse. Oh. Because they want to um, they want to have them at the wedding and stuff, but they and then they want to bring might them. might have been at the first wedding. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a shotgun wedding. <laughs> We were going to surprise both of our parents the day of our wedding. My mom, on the other hand, wants a big ceremony since she never got to have one of her own. She's going crazy buying invitations and picking out colors. My question is, should I tell my mom our secret or forget the whole idea and let my my mom have her day? I don't want to hurt her feelings, but I also want her to realize that it's not her wedding. Please help. Thanks. P.S. I love the show. Who's paying? Uh, I was just about to say... Let me go back and see if she if, said that. If you're paying for your mom's dreams, I don't, I don't know how that's working. I out. think they are. I think they're paying because she says the reason why we wanted to have a small wedding is because the money we would spend oh, on a big ceremony. So, no, we're spending on extra plane tickets for mm-hmm. both their parents. To I say, if this is coming out of your budget when you and your husband were planning on having a dope ass honeymoon, or maybe even putting that towards your house. You know, wedded bliss, the money that can be used for so many things. Talk to her. Tell her the truth. And the thing is, she's going to find out anyways because moms find out everything. So it's better you tell her now than for her to find out outside of you and be pissed at you. So tell her. Talk to her. Tell her the truth. And tell her, listen, we're going to Jamaica, so calm down. (laughs) You think she should tell her the secret? Yeah. 
And when you tell her, make sure you tell your husband, you want your fiance to tell his mama, tell him, E2 Mama Tambien, nigga, you tell your mama too. <laughs> That's what you do. Because both of us, you know, there needs to be accountability. Y'all need to be evenly yoked. Ain't that what married people are supposed to be? Right. Okay, so both of us need to address our mamas. Because, you yeah. know, mamas yeah. will run rampant and wild. Yeah. You don't Clearly, stop if she's delegating church people for their positions on yeah. it, and yeah, you guys haven't even talked. Like, your mom is all over this. Mess around, and, and she playing your wedding, and you get one of them country-ass cakes with the stairs going from cake to cake and the little <laughs> oh black people God. on top of it. <laughs> nah, dog. See? You better speak <laughs> up. little black people on top of it. You, your mother needs to know that the answer is no, and you need to give her the tools to deal with no. Because she thinks that your answer is no, and she's giving you the tools to deal with no by having this wedding that you don't want anyway. So you need to flip the script. You don't have to tell her the secret unless you want to. But you need to go ahead and be like, Mom, and you can sit down with your lover, your significant other, too, and be like, you're not doing this. You need to go ahead and tell the church people that their services are not going to be needed for this. I appreciate you. I love you. We're still doing the courthouse. We love each other. It's our budget. It's our wedding. This is what we are doing. And you're either going to accept that or not. And if she decides to comply, then you give her a real good sweet when y'all get to Jamaica so she ain't got to know about that. <laughs> nice. But, you know, because, you know, it's really, because for you, it is really more about the control for the wedding than it is about the trip, unless it's about the money, which would be for me. You know, it's my wedding. I'm trying to make Jamaica look popping for y'all when we get there so we can do the dolphin swimming and stuff. And you want to have extra catering truck at the wedding. Them people ain't even going to eat all their food because they're trying to be cute with their outfits and stuff. So <laughs> just things to think about. Just things to think about. <laughs> so just sit your mama down, give her the tools that she needs to know that the answer is no, so she knows that the answer is no, and get married, okay? And enjoy yourself in Jamaica. Right. <laughs> and that's that. On a petty note, ask her who she marrying. Ooh. Be like, well, you doing all this? Pe-? Well, who getting married in the church? Because I swear I just told you we was going downtown. <laughs> and and you know what? For your mama's birthday one year, for one of their anniversaries, you could plan. You could help her plan a wedding or something, or or plan it for her behind her back or something. Keep that in the pocket for something else. Okay? And on a petty note, right. put her how, birthday how on the front. How much is all this costing you, mom? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see that you asked the choir to sing. Um, how much was you were you paying them? What did you tell them you were gonna give them? <laughs> I thought you got loud. <laughs> you know, you gotta For make real. sure you're being heard. <laughs> For real. You gotta make sure you're being heard. Uh what about the black business of the week, Asante? Black business of the week. <laughs> that felt so Apollo. Like <laughs> Kiki Shepard's gonna <laughs> <laughs> Black Business of the Week. Ooh, you know what? Before we get started, I have to make sure that I shout out <clears throat> uh, my high school, Pepperbrook High School. Um, it's not the Black Business of the Week, but I want to highlight my homegirl. <laughs> if your she high has... school was the Black Business of the Week. <laughs> no, 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 no. That would have been real fucking funny. Uh... No, but I have to shout out my high school really, really fast because it was our homecoming. And uh, for Pepperbrook, it was our 10 years this year, 10-year anniversary. So we decided to do scholarships. And uh, we gave out two scholarships in honor of a couple of people that uh, are no longer with us, a couple of our classmates. So I just want to give a quick shout out and RIP to LaShawn Douglas and Willie Wiley and their families. And just say thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody that decided to donate for the scholarships. Uh, Pepperbrook High School, you know, y'all made me who I am today. So a lot of y'all are out there fleeking. A couple people on some reality shows, a couple people on Broadway, a couple people on network TV, a couple people on music. So I think that's really, really dope. Um, I just want to go ahead and shout that out. And while I'm shouting out things that are really, really cool and people that are really cool, for the Black Business of the Week, 
I decided to give it to a young lady <clears throat> that was sent into us via email. It is Cora Natural, and it's coranatural.com. And basically, she makes handmade soaps. And it's a black woman. Her, it's a black woman whose mom was undergoing radiation fighting bre- uh, breast cancer, and her skin was getting really dry. So she d- took the time out to meet with like dermatologists and figure out the benefits of using this natural soap. And she decided to just go ahead and make a business out of it. It was helping her mom out, and it was really good. So she's got this really popping website. It's coranatural.com. That's C-O-R-A natural N-A-T-U-R-A-L dot com. And um, she was sent to, sent into us via email. The stuff looks really really cool. There's some lavender scent, some lemon lemongrass scented stuff, mm. even unscented if you just want to be moisturized, but you don't want to smell not, smell like nothing special. I love a lemongrass anything. Me too. That's and my I, favorite you know scent weird? for the home. I don't like lemon things Mm-mm. like lemon cookies, lemon cake, mm. lemon. It's just not my thing. Mm. But lemongrass, yep. lemon scented products. You gave me a spray once with some lemongrass in it. I for the hair, the, right? Yes. That's Alakine Naturals. <sighs> that leave-in is... Anytime I wear it, I walk past... You know how you know something smells good? When you sit down on the train next to someone and you kind of sense them sniff up and then they look over at you like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah, just... <laughs> Well, so if you <laughs> if you need you something lemongrass scented, you can go on ahead and log on to coronatural.com and get you a piece. Also, you know, just pushing the envelope for the black business. If you have a business or a store of some sort, on Cora's website, she has email about buying soap wholesale. Oh, if you dope. want to carry some in your business. That's so, dope. you know, if you... If support each other. Yeah, support each other. Think of creative ways of supporting each other. I try to give out, like, little retail things and things that people buy and use on a regular basis. You know, like, sometimes we're looking for T-shirts. Sometimes we're looking for soap. Sometimes we're looking for shower curtains. You know, just, like, little things around the house. But if you have a business and you're trying to figure out ways of helping other businesses, yeah, send that in, too. That's I think that's dope, and that's another way of giving back. So be back it. and be great in your business. Right? So that's it for the this week's show. show. Do you guys have any church announcements before yeah, we get out of here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dustin? Nope. Asante? Yeah, I just want to go ahead and give a shout out to my cousin Noon Noon out there. You know, help represent Ben Hill squads. You know, killing out that green brown mile with a boy shop talk. You feel me? Cause you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you feel me? Cause and that's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying. I'm finna go out and get me some. You feel me? If you listen to the end of this episode, make sure you type shine again just to make sure you wouldn't listen to the old episode. So type shine again if you made it to the end of this episode. Right, shine again, Morda Faka. Morda. So that would have been problematic today. Shout out to Michael Black. Accent. That would have been problematic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to Michael Blackson. I can't do this. This is the We Going to Hell episode. <laughs> <laughs> we Going to Hell. That's, yeah, that's what <laughs> um, I only have two quick announcements. The number one what you cooking in the pot being, man? obviously, check out Crystal and I on Insecurity. I N S E C U R I T E A. I think yeah. I said that right. Come yeah, yeah, on, Akila. Yeah, yeah. You saw me close okay. my eyes. <laughs> I had to see the word in my brain. So why um, you can't do it like Boosie? I N D E I N S E C U R I hate y'all. So definitely check us out. Like I said, we are. She got our podcast. She got our own show. 
<laughs> Two shows. What? Hi. I-N-T-E. Go ahead. <laughs> and if you ain't heard, sit down. If you ain't heard, sit down. We could remix that. We doing that for yeah, the next Yeah, but sit down. We got to do the... We gotta security. Do. Oh yeah, but sit down. Yo, yeah, you know what? But that would actually fit because you know how Issa be rapping on the show? We yeah, I know, exactly. I'm going to freestyle battle her on site when totally I see her. I'm, I'm dropping the bag and I'm be like, what's up? Yo, I'm totally going to ask about that. Y'all should do the theme song. Yeah. So for those of you, do you know what that say? Hey, see, I already, I'm already. Come on now, we we do this. But like I said, check us out. We are everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. It's really fun. It's been such a joy working with Crystals because we are just a mess. It's been awesome. Black girl magic, right? So check us out. Um, and then my second announcement is that my supernatural wellness pop up tour is officially underway we had the one in dominican republic in august we had the one in brooklyn in september and we will have la in november on the 19th and the 20th it's we've already sold out half of it which is great um we doing two days because we wanted to extend the amount of slots because the last one sold out so fast and you guys were Sending me lots of angry emails, so I wanted to make sure that there were enough. There was enough room for you to participate if you wanted to do so. So check that out. I have the tweet pinned to my Twitter. That's twitter.com forward slash hey friend hey. That's right. That's and right. The link will send you straight to the Eventbrite site. Straight over there. Right. And straight over. So if you're in the LA area, or if you're going to be in the LA area, I would love to spend some time with you. The theme of this retreat going to be relationships not just romantic but all of them friends business love all of it all the relationships possible family and we're going to talk about how to cut the cords of toxic ones and how to put yourself in alignment with yourself so that you can bring in healthier relationships that will help your life feel good Mm. that's right that's right Mm. right Mm. since we're all living proof even this show is living proof of the power of aligning yourself with good people. See, it ain't even Sunday, friend. It ain't even Sunday, friend. So I definitely would love for you guys to check that out. Like I said, the tweet is pinned to my Twitter. So please join us. And that's it for my two announcements. And that's it for this week's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we will see you guys next week. Stay black and Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>